Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. You can find out more about me at lifecoachdavid.com. I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction life coach, and my coaching is held on the phone, so it doesn't matter where you live. If you want to live your life from a Law of Attraction point of view, attract what you want, and just feel really happy contact me and we can start some wonderful Law of Attraction life coaching. I've also written two books, all from a Law of Attraction point of view. One is called Vibratize Your Life and the other one is called Magnetize Your Life and you can find those on Amazon. Not only do I do this podcast and coaching, but I did write a few books. And on my website, I wrote a 21-day self-guided program called living the law of attraction and for those of you who can't do personal coaching with me there are some great processes in the 21 day program and you can find that on my website lifecoachdavid.com as most of you know who have been listening to the podcast i've been reading from and discussing money and the law of attraction learning to attract wealth health and happiness of course, written by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And it's very timely that I've been on the chapter about health. Of course, with everything going on with COVID, it's interesting that this is the chapter that we've been reviewing. And before I get back into reading from the book, I just wanted to share something personal. Uh, I was talking to one of my clients today, and I was reminding her, so I'm going to remind anyone who's listening that Of course, with Law of Attraction, it's always how high vibration we keep ourselves. Because the higher vibration we keep ourselves, the better we're feeling, the more we're attracting what we want. And it's so important to remember, you know, of course, it's wonderful when something positive happens for us and we feel happy and excited because that happened. But we want our vibration that feeling of happiness, that feeling of excitement, positive expectation. We want to keep that within ourselves regardless of outside circumstances because we don't want to flip-flop back and forth vibrationally. If something wonderful happens, that's great. But then after a while, you know, we kind of lose that excitement or that happy feeling. Then we can go back to just being blah until something else happens that we want. But we want to keep our vibration high. We want to always do our best to keep ourselves at the best vibration possible, regardless of outside circumstances. So it's so important every day to be so aware of where you are vibrationally and deliberately do something to keep yourself higher. And one way you can check in on that is just imagine there's a 1 to 10 vibrational scale and someone who says, they feel like they're at a one, that person will feel very down, probably depressed. Someone who says they feel like they're at a five, that person would just be like, eh, they're not depressed, but they're not feeling really happy. And then, of course, someone who says they feel like they're at a eight, nine, or ten on that scale, that person would be feeling really happy. Like, yeah, I feel really happy. So check in with yourself and ask yourself, where you fit in on that scale, and if it's not at 8, 9, or 10, then you have some work to do. And that's so important to 
do your best to keep yourself at a raised vibration. So now I'm going to get back into reading from the book, and I'm going to continue on the next section, which is a, a dialogue, it looks like, between Jerry and Abraham. Oh, this is going to be interesting. And this section is called, I've witnessed my body heal itself naturally. Wouldn't that be great? We can just heal ourselves naturally. So Jerry asks, I became aware early in life that my body heals quickly. If I cut or scratch my body, I could almost watch it heal right before my eyes. Within five minutes, I could see that healing had begun. And then in a very short time, the wound would be completely healed. <laughs> I just thought for a second, what is he like, a superhero? You know how in those superhero movies, <laughs> like in, um, what's that Hugh Jackman character? Oh yeah, in Wolverine, you know, he gets... He gets shot, he gets punched, he gets scratched, and then like a minute later, the area is completely healed. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that. And then Abraham answers, your body is made up of intelligent cells that are always bringing themselves into balance. And the better you feel, the less you are vibrationally interfering with cellular rebalancing. If you are focused upon things that are bothering you, the cells of your body are hindered in their natural balancing process. And once an illness has been diagnosed and you then turn your attention to that illness, the hindering is greater still. Since the cells of your body know what to do to come into balance, if you can find a way of focusing your attention upon good feeling thoughts, you will stop your negative interference and your recovery will come. Every dis-ease is caused by vibrational discord or resistance, without exception. And since most people were unaware of their discordant thoughts prior to the illness, usually making little effort to practice good-feeling thoughts, once the illness occurs, it is very difficult to then find pure positive thoughts. But if you could understand that your thoughts and your thoughts alone are causing the resistance that is preventing the wellness, and you could turn your thoughts in a more positive direction, your recovery could be very fast. No matter what the disease is, and no matter how much it has progressed, the question is, can you direct your thoughts positively regardless of the condition? Usually at this point, someone asks, but what about the sick child who has just been born? Do not assume because the child is not yet speaking that the child is not thinking or offering vibration. There are tremendous influences to wellness and sickness that occur even when the child is still in the womb or is newly born. And then Jerry asks, because I've seen my body heal, and because the healing has been visible to me, I expect that. But how can we get to the point that we know that all parts of the body will heal? People seem to be most frightened of the parts they can't see, those hidden inside of the body, so to speak. And Abraham responds, It's a wonderful thing to see the results of your thoughts out in the open in an obvious fashion, and just as your wound or sickness is evidence of misalignment, your healing or wellness is evidence of alignment. 
your tendency toward wellness is much stronger than your tendency for illness. And that is the reason that even with some negative thinking, most of you do remain mostly well. You have come to expect your wounds to heal, which helps tremendously in the healing process. But when the evidence of your illness is something that you cannot see, where you must rely on the investigation of your doctor who uses his medical tests or equipment to probe for information, you often feel powerless and fearful, which not only slows the healing process, but also is a strong reason for the creation of illness. Many people have come to feel vulnerable about the unseen parts of their bodies, and that feeling of vulnerability is a very strong catalyst in the perpetuation of illness. Most people go to the doctor when they're sick, asking for information about what is wrong, and when you look for something wrong, you usually find it. The law of attraction insists on this, actually. A continual searching for things wrong with your body will, in time, produce evidence of something wrong. Not because it was lurking there all along, and you finally probed long enough to find it, but because repeated thought eventually creates its equivalent. And you know, that's amazing to read. And of course, part of me is thinking like, well, that sounds good, but people still get sick. People get illnesses, people die. But that just gives me even more reason to focus on my thoughts and always strive to be at the highest vibration possible Always strive to be in hope, positive expectation, because now we know that our vibration affects our health. So even more reason now to deliberately keep ourselves at the highest feel-good vibration possible. And now this next part kind of goes into some of the doubt that we may be having. And the question is, when inspired to visit a medical doctor, and Abraham says, there are many who would protest our perspective, claiming that we are irresponsible when we do not encourage regular checkups on the quest for things that have gone wrong or are getting ready to go wrong or could potentially go wrong with your physical body. And if we did not understand the power of your thoughts, we might even say that if it makes you feel more secure to go to the doctor, then by all means go. In fact, Sometimes when you go looking for trouble and do not find it, you do feel better. But more often than not, the repeated looking for something wrong over time creates it. It is really that simple. We are not saying that medicine is bad or that there is no value to be received by a visit to your doctor. Medicine, doctors, and all healing professions in general are neither good nor bad at their own face value, but instead they are as valuable as your vibrational stance can allow them to be. Our encouragement is that you pay attention to your emotional balance, work deliberately to find the best feeling thoughts you find, and practice them until they are habitual. And in doing so, you will tend to your vibrational alignment first, and then follow through with whatever action you feel inspired to. In other words, a trip to your doctor or action toward anything, when accompanied by joy or love or good feeling emotion, is always valuable. 
while action that is motivated by fear or vulnerability or any bad feeling emotion is never valuable. Your physical well-being, like everything else, is profoundly affected by the beliefs that you hold. Usually when you are younger, your expectation of wellness is stronger. But as you get older, most of you degenerate on a sort of sliding scale that reflects what you are seeing in others around you. And your observation is not inaccurate. Older people often do experience more illness and less vitality, but the reason for the decline of people as they get older is not because their physical bodies are programmed to break down over time, but because the longer they live, the more they find to fuss and worry about causing resistance to their natural stream of well-being. Illness is about resistance, not about age. And that's the end of that little section there. Wow, illness is about resistance, not about age. Very interesting. This whole topic of health and vibration and thoughts, it's so interesting to me and it really is giving me even more drive to even be more aware of my thoughts, more willing to just trust in my high vibration. And there's comfort in that because I am someone who daily is aware of their vibration and works to keep it as high as possible. So that makes me feel even healthier now <laughs> and more comfortable, you know, going forth. That Okay, well, now that I know this, now that you, the listener, knows this, there's something we could do for preventative medicine, and it's just with our thoughts, you know? I mean, I'm still going to eat as healthy as I can and exercise, but it really seems like tending to our thoughts is just as or more important than all the other wonderful things we do to stay healthy. Wow, this is so exciting. I feel so much better now with each day that passes, because <laughs> I know that keeping my thoughts where I know they should be is going to shield me, shield me from potential issues. So the next section is called Euphoria in the Jaws of a Lion. Jerry asks, I heard that a famous man, Dr. Livingstone, while in Africa was dragged off by a lion that grabbed him with its jaws. He said that he went into a sort of euphoric state and felt no pain. I've seen prey go limp like that, when they're about to be eaten by a larger animal. It's kind of like there is a giving up and the struggle is over. But my question is about his statement about feeling no pain. Was what he was calling euphoria a mental condition or a physical condition? And is it something that only happens in extreme conditions, like when you're about to be eaten or killed? Or could it be utilized by anyone when there is something that's painful in order not to feel pain? And by the way, I'm a very visual person. <laughs> that whole line about prey going limp. Ugh, I didn't really need to read that. Because now, of course, I have an image of that. Anyway, let's move on. And Abraham answers, First, we will say that you cannot accurately separate that which is physical from that which is mental from that which is coming from your higher or inner being. In other words, you are a physically focused being, yes, and you are a thinking mental being, yes, but the life force or energy that comes forth from within you 
is offered from a broader perspective. In such a situation where it is likely that you would not recover, in other words, once a lion has you in its jaws, usually he is going to be the victor, your inner being intervenes and offers a flow of energy that would be received by you as that sort of euphoric state. You do not have to wait until you are in such an intense situation before you have access to the stream of well-being from source. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> but most people do not allow it until they have no other choice. You were right in your choice of words that there was a giving up that allowed that stream of well-being to flow powerfully, but we want you to understand that what was actually given up was the struggle, the resistance, and not the desire to continue to live in this physical body. You have to take all of that into consideration as you are examining specific situations. Someone with less enthusiasm for life, with less determination to live, and continue to accomplish may very well have experienced a different outcome and have been killed and devoured by the lion. Everything that you experience is about the balance of thought between your desires and your expectations. A state of allowing is something that must be practiced in normal day-to-day -day circumstances, not in the midst of attacks by lions. But even in the middle of such an intense situation, the power of your intentions always causes the outcome. Practiced alignment brought about by consistently good-feeling thoughts is the path of being pain-free. Pain is only a more emphatic indicator of resistance. First there is negative emotion, then more negative emotion, then more negative emotion. You have tremendous leeway here then sensation, then pain. We tell our physical friends, if you have negative emotion and you do not realize that it is an indicator letting you know about resistant thought and you do not do something to correct your resistant thought, by the law of attraction, your resistant thought will grow stronger. If you still do not do anything to bring yourself into alignment and better feeling thoughts, it will grow stronger still until eventually you will experience pain and illness or other indicators of your resistance. And that's the end of that section. And that's very interesting about the thoughts regarding the pain because sometimes when I coach someone and they have pain, after a few weeks to a month, they start telling me that they're feeling much less pain. And then eventually sometimes the pain even goes away altogether. And that's because... They're raising their vibration. They're not taking on resistance anymore or as much resistance, kind of just like Abraham was saying. One of my clients had neck pain and he had the doctor check it out and the chiropractor check it out and nobody can really find anything why that he had neck pain. And just through coaching, through choosing better thoughts, through practicing some of the processes I taught him, his neck pain went away because... He wasn't focused on it like he used to be. Plus, he was taking on less resistance, and he was keeping himself at a higher vibration, and all that equaled less to no neck pain. And that was kind of an unexpected thing for me as a coach because that was the first time I actually helped someone get rid of pain in the body strictly by the way they were thinking 
and how they were keeping their vibration. So it's very important to remember that. And like I said earlier, it's very important to keep yourself at the highest vibration possible for so many reasons. Wow. Now here's one more reason. It's just adding to the list. So there was a lot of great information in the reading today. And I don't want to read too much more today because it's a lot of information. Maybe listen to this again because there were lots of good goodies in there that you can use in your own life to help yourself stay healthy, to help yourself think more positive in general. And it's just more information and more proof of how much we each have control over our health and over what happens to us strictly by our thoughts. Wow, that's so comforting because we can take action. We can do something about it. Of course, a lot of things in life, we always need other people for this, other people for that. But this is something that we don't need other people to do. It's all within ourselves. And that's such a powerful place to be. So thanks again for listening. If you want some wonderful Law of Attraction life coaching from me, it doesn't matter where you live because it's over the phone. You can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com or just email me david at lifecoachdavid.com. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day. <laughs>